Hey everyone, my name is Jason Parker, and I want to welcome you to the Coastal Church Podcast. I'm super excited for you to hear this message. We believe that God wants to speak to us, and we hope that you're open to hear what He has to say to you today. Enjoy. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for braving the storm here tonight. Um, thankful to have opportunity here tonight to share a little bit from God's Word. Um, next week, we jump into a sermon series about the Bible. <laughs> I know it sounds kind of ironic because we preach about the Bible, but we're going to do a series on the Bible for three weeks. But I had an opportunity uh, tonight to just share something that's on my heart uh, with y'all. And so uh, I'm going to jump into that here this evening. Um, but I want to begin by asking you all a question. Uh, did any of you in this room tonight, did you make any goals for 2024? Anyone set any goals? By the sound of your silence, I'm going to guess there's a lot of no's in the room tonight. <laughs> but seriously, I don't know, like New Year's Eve, sometimes people do like New Year's Day, they do New Year's resolutions, or maybe in 2024, they set some goals of stuff they want to kind of accomplish or do, uh, whether they be spiritually or whatever the case may be, like sometimes people set goals of stuff they'd like to accomplish in the new year. And did you know that coming this Friday, actually it's the day that most people give up on whatever their New Year's goals was. It's a thing. Actually, if you Google it, it's actually, this Friday is actually called Quitter's Day. I'm not joking. It's serious. Like, it's actually called Quitter's Day. It's a thing. You can Google it. Not right now. Okay, but you can Google it. It's actually called Quitter's Day. And it's when all those hopes and, you know, that preferred future you were hoping for, it kind of all goes awash. Um, it's the day kind of people give up on their goals. And so I don't know if you're a goal person. I am a goal person. I dream about things in the future, and I love setting goals. I love getting after stuff. It's just kind of how I'm wired. I'm a person that loves to dream, and I love to galvanize and rally and go after things. It's just how I'm wired. Um, and so I'm always thinking about goals and future things and things in the future for me, for my family, for my church, for you. Like, I'm just always kind of in that headspace. And so um, that's kind of how I'm wired. But maybe you're not wired like that. Maybe you are wired like that, and maybe life is just and lots of different reasons, um, hindered your ability to believe and dream. Last Sunday, I was here, we did our New Year's Eve service, and one of the things that I was taken back by, as I was just kind of sensing and praying into, uh, you know, what's going on in your life, and in our church, and so on and so forth, I just had this sense that a lot of us have lost our ability to dream. We've lost our ability to be optimistic and to have faith in the future that God has for us. And a lot of people have this thing called despair. And despair is the opposite of hope. Hope is like, I am excited and look forward to, I'm optimistic about my future. Despair is the opposite of that. It's where we start to believe that the future is actually very, very bleak. That there's not a lot of things to look forward to in my future. And oftentimes, despair can lead to things like depression. And we get depressed when our future outlook doesn't look that rosy. We get depressed when we feel like we look into our future and we don't see hope-filled, excited things. We actually see the opposite. And as I was thinking about that from last Sunday, it just made me think that a lot of people don't believe in their heart 
what the Bible actually says about your future and our future. And so I'd like to take a few moments here tonight that we have together, and I'd like to talk about blessing. Because here's what I believe based on the scriptures. I believe that God wants to bless your life. I believe that our Heavenly Father in Heaven, who loves you to pieces, <laughs> has amazing, wonderful, good things in his heart for you for your future. And I believe that with all of my heart. And so there's this contrast of, for some reason, we believe and have despair about our future based on lots of different reasons. But if we look into what God says in his word and what he actually feels and thinks towards us presently now, he's actually filled with optimism and hope about our future. And so how do we actually experience the blessing that God has in his heart for us? What's the, what's the key to unlock God's blessing in our lives? And so that's kind of what I want to talk about for a few moments here tonight. Um, one of the things that um, I try to do every year is I try to do like a read-through of the Bible. And so um, one of the things that I want for each and every one of you that are in the room is I, I really want you to read Scripture. Now, that doesn't mean I want every single one of you to read through the Bible every single year, but I want you to read Scripture because as you read the Bible, God is going to do what? He's going to speak to you. He's going to start working in your life. And so I want every single person in this room to read the Bible. And so, but it'd be hypocritical of me to say, y'all should read your Bible. I'm not going to read mine, right? And so I read the Bible both because I want to get fed by Jesus, but because I want to lead by example. I want you to follow me as I follow Christ. And so for you this year, reading the Bible might mean starting a Bible plan on the YouVersion Bible app. It might mean like a topical plan, like on anxiety or depression or despair or something specific. But what I want to encourage you to do, maybe one of your New Year's goals, okay, that you don't quit starting this Friday, is, is actually to start reading the Bible. Read a chapter a day. Read something. Start a Bible plan, but start engaging in the Scriptures. Because something happens as you engage in the Scriptures. God starts speaking to you. And as I was reading through, I started in Genesis now. My wife and I are reading through a Bible plan together. And if you have someone to do it with, it's even better because you kind of hold each other accountable and you can talk through stuff. So my wife and I are doing one together this year. And I just started reading through Genesis because we're reading through the whole Bible. And so we started in the book of Genesis. And this past week, I was reading through the story of Abraham. Abram, and then he changed his name to Abraham. And I was taken back by Abraham, Abram's life. I'm going to call him Abraham from here on out. Because as I looked at Abraham's life, I see three big shifts that happen. One, Abraham hears from God. The second thing that Abraham does is Abraham believes what he hears from God. And the third thing is that Abraham obeyed what he heard and believed from God. And those three things unlocked immeasurable <laughs> blessings in and through Abraham's life. 
And so I want to talk about those three movements tonight as we talk about this idea of what does it look like for us to experience God's blessing in our lives? How many of us in this room want the blessing of our Heavenly Father in our lives? Amen? We want God's blessing. Well, I believe from the scripture and from Abraham's example and Jesus' example, there's actually a way we can experience God's blessing in our lives. There is. And it's through these three things. Hearing God. Believing God. And obeying God. Hearing God. Believing God. And obeying God. So look at, let's look at the scripture here tonight. The Bible says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. And so here we have in this passage of scripture, God gives some specific instructions for Abraham to follow. And he promises as a result of you following what I instruct you to do, I'm going to bless your life with some very specific blessings. And as a matter of fact, he says, I will bless all the nations of the earth will be blessed through you. That is pretty wild, pretty crazy, but it's a promise that actually was fulfilled through the person of Jesus. God does what he says he'll do because <laughs> he's faithful, right? He does what he says he'll do. And so, God gives this crazy thing to Abraham. And the first step in us experiencing God's blessing in our lives is hearing God. And Abraham clearly heard from God in this particular instance. Now, there's two ways that we hear from God. There's two kind of categories of ways in which we hear from God. There's everyday things that God commands all people everywhere to do. And if you want to know what God wants us to do, how we ought to live, what we ought to do, and what we ought not to do, we begin to read the scripture, and God actually gives us, he leaves the guesswork out. We don't have to wonder what God wants us to do with how we live our lifestyle. He actually gives very specific instructions with how we ought to live our lifestyle. Like there's everyday things that Jesus talked about, for instance, in the Sermon on the Mount. Like it's a good idea to not get angry. <laughs> It's a good idea to be faithful to your spouse, right? Right? Whew, I was getting a little nervous there, okay? It's a good idea to tithe. It's a good idea to love and to bless and do all the things the Sermon on the Mount talks about. It's a good idea to do all the things that Paul instructed us to do in terms of not gossiping and loving and being kind and compassionate. There's everyday things that we hear from God that are just applied to everyone that we're all called to do. Those are everyday things that we're called to hear from God. But you can't hear these things unless you actually read them in the scripture or put yourself in a position to hear from God. One of the things that we did in our Christmas sermon series in the month of December is we spent some time talking about what is the primary way that God speaks to us. And my hope is, and my prayer is for you, is that you would continue to discover the primary ways that God, is, God speaks to you. Some of you, it might be through reading the scripture. Some of you might be listening to preaching. For some of you, it might be spending time in silence and solitude. Whatever that is, I know we talked about it already. You put yourself in a position to hear from God, and God begins to speak to you.
But you can't hear from God if you're not engaging in a relationship with him. And so the application to hear from God is you've got to engage with God. You've got to open up the ears of your heart to actually hear what God is saying. You ever been in a conversation with someone and you're both maybe talking, but only one person's listening? You're not really hearing because you're not engaging and leaning into the conversation. And God wants us to kind of lean in with him. And there's specific everyday things that God wants us to hear. But there's also instances in our life, as we're leaning into these disciplines, as we're leaning into spending time with God and welcome the Holy Spirit in our life and asking God to speak, there's moments in our lives where God speaks particular, specific things. Like when God called me to move here, I just got to tell you, my wife and I had no plans to move here. Matter of fact, the guy that sets you up to go to churches, he, we actually told her, him that we wanted to go to the city, to a city. Barrington is not a city. But God spoke to us in a moment of us trying to do the everyday things that God called us to do, that we're always all called to do. As you do those everyday things, sometimes there's this moment, this specific moment, like a Genesis 12 kind of moment where God speaks something specifically directionally to you in your life that he's calling you to do. Sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small, but the God of the universe speaks something specific to you. And it's in those moments we need to hear God, hear what God is saying. And, and because when we hear what God is saying to us, it almost always comes with a promise of blessing. When God speaks something to you because he has good things in his heart for you and for the people that you're going to impact and influence, God actually, there's reasons why God wants you to do those specific things. It's because he has good things in his heart for you and for the people he wants you to bless. And so the first thing is to hear God. The second thing is to believe God. And throughout the scripture, we have all kinds of times when people of God tried to disqualify themselves when God said to do something. We had Gideon and his army. And he's like, who, me? Me? Really? All kinds of times through the scripture, we have Moses who was making all these kinds of excuses, self-disqualifying himself. And so it's one thing to hear God. It's another thing to believe what God says about us and not to self-disqualify or not try to rationalize it or not try to like figure it out actually believing what God says. And the scripture actually teaches us with Abraham that Abraham believed God. He believed that the word that God said, that God said, I will bless you and I will make your name great and all the nations of the earth will actually be blessed through you, Abraham. Abraham believed God and the scripture says it counted to him as righteousness. It was pleasing to God because he believed the promise of God. That's what faith is. Faith is believing, having confidence in what God said. It's this conviction of what God has actually promised. Not just like being hopeful for the sake of being hopeful. Not just being rosy and optimistic because it's the nice, the right thing to do. No, like actual, real, legitimate faith because you've heard and believed the God of the universe, saying something that he said he would do for you. Or for this community, or for this church, or in Abraham's life, for all the nations, the whole world. 
God promised he would bring blessing through Abraham. It's believing that. It's believing that and setting your hope in that. Faith and hope work together. Hope is this idea that God has a preferred future for me that is good. He has good plans for me. And I think in order for us to actually start believing God, we have to spend time with God wondering and dreaming. And I'm not just talking about wondering and dreaming for our own selfish gains and things that will just bring blessing to us. I think some of us are wired that way just to wonder and dream and think about possibilities. What if we actually shifted that and we invited the Holy Spirit into the conversation? And we said, Lord, what are the good things you have in my future for me? And listen and pause. Lord, would you begin to show me the good things you have in the future for me and my family? You suppose God has good stuff for you in your future? Do you believe that? Some of you, I think, aren't so convinced. That's why some of you need to hit the pause button right now and start dreaming with God and welcoming the Holy Spirit and allowing him to stir your heart and allowing him to take away the despair and the depression about your future and allow God to start giving you his story and not your story. Because here's what we do. We believe the narratives that aren't true about our lives. We accept and succumb to say, this is the way things will be. When actually, at times, often, God is actually telling us a different story. And so we have these clashings of stories happening. What we believe about ourselves, that frankly the enemy's lying to us about, and what God actually has in his heart for us. Now, I, I believe a lot of people struggle with mental health, and sometimes it's actually medical issues that's the case for some of that. But sometimes I believe some of our struggles with mental health is actually a spiritual issue. Like, I believe some of the reasons why some of us are depressed is because we don't see hope in our future. We don't see a hopeful outlook in our circumstances, in our future, and so we feel this sense of despair and depressed about the future that is before us. And so, and so God, though, on the other hand, has something good in store for us. God has good plans. He has good things in his heart for us. Like, he wants to change and exchange the narratives that we have believed. So, a question I ask you tonight is, what do you believe about the future for you? Right now, if you're taking an honest inventory here tonight, what do you believe about your future? Is it good? And I guess the next question I have is, what do you believe that God says about your future? Is it good? Is there a difference between what you believe about your future and what God believes about your future? If the answer is yes, then you know exactly what you have to deal with. You have to start with God and start allowing him to rewrite the story you are believing in your head and your heart. Because God has so much 
in his head, in his heart for you, for your future. He promises that he has good plans for us. Now, God's plan for us is to bless our lives. Now, that doesn't mean that everything's going to be like sunshine and lollipops. Matter of fact, almost every blessing that we receive from God often has to come through difficulty and hardship. Just read the Bible. Joseph and Moses and Jesus, the greatest blessing of all, came through difficult tribulation and hardship. And here's what I think we get caught up. We get through life circumstances, difficulties that we go through in life, and they try to make us believe things about our lives. They try to make us come to conclusions saying, oh, I guess that's just the way it's going to be. Without us actually having eyes to see beyond the circumstance. That God actually has good stuff in his heart for us despite what we're going through or what we've been through. And so we need to start actually having the ability to believe the future that God has for us. And then when we just start believing, you see, faith and hope is the incentive. It gives us incentive to actually obey God. Imagine if God asked you to obey him and there was like no blessing on the other side. Jesus actually obeyed God, the scripture says. Why? For the joy set before him. Jesus had incentive to endure the cross. The Bible says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising its shame. Jesus saw on the other side the blessing of transformed lives. He saw on the other side you. He saw that through his cross and resurrection, you could experience healing, forgiveness, restoration, and a purpose-filled life directed by God and filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus saw on the other side, and he believed God. He heard from God. He believed God. And most importantly, the key that unlocks the blessing of God is actually obeying. God said to Abraham, because you have obeyed my voice, all the earth will be blessed. Obedience to the voice of God actually unlocks the blessing of God. I'm going to invite the worship team to come. You know, there are pieces of God's mission here in Southwest Nova that I believe won't happen unless we're obedient. God has spoken clearly to us here at Coastal. We're to take Jesus into every community of Southwest Nova. That's what God has spoken to us. And we're collectively called to do that. But some of you in this room, God is speaking something specific to you about it. And he wants you to actually do something. So what is it? What is God saying to you? What is God speaking to you right now about? Because I believe he's speaking. Now there's everyday things that God is saying to you that he might be speaking to you about. How you treat your family. How you live out your lifestyle. But then there's moments where God shows up and speaks to us individually and specifically. In this instance, in this moment, this is the specific thing that I'm asking you to do. God does that for me. There's everyday stuff that God wants me to do. God wants me to spend time in prayer every day. 
He wants me to spend time in scripture every day. He wants me to love him first and foremost. He wants my family to be my first ministry. He wants me to be faithful as a pastor and as a church. He wants me to care for my staff and my church people. He wants me to be obedient to him. That's what I'm challenged and called to do in the everyday life. But then there's instances where God shows up and asks me to do specific things. Like move here instead of the city. Because he has good things in his heart for me for my family, and for a whole lot of people that he loves. Amen? So what's God asking you to do? What's he speaking to you about? Church, I just got to tell you, like, my desire as your pastor is that you would experience God's blessing in your life. But I'm also here to tell you, you won't experience the full blessing of God unless you walk in obedience to him. See, we want God's blessing. We just don't want God's prescription often for how we experience God's blessing. And I'm here to tell you, like, it is God's deepest desire to bless your life. That's why he sent Jesus. But he's given us a very specific prescription for how to experience this blessed life. It's through hearing God, believing what God says, and obeying what God says. And I think for some of us here tonight, maybe we're not stuck on the hearing part. And maybe thus here tonight, we're okay with like the obeying part. We want to do what God wants us to do. I think maybe where some of us get stuck is we get stuck believing. We get stuck believing that the God of the universe would want to have anything to do with us. We get stuck believing because we self-disqualify ourselves all the time. We get stuck believing because we're believing lies about our future. Because circumstances have caused us to believe things that actually don't line up with the scripture. That don't line up with what God says about us. If you don't believe tonight that God has good things for you, would you use my faith here tonight? You know, sometimes in the, in, in the Jesus did miracles, and it wasn't the faith of the person that got healed. It was the faith of the people around them. Like when the crippled man was brought to Jesus, it was based on their faith he was healed. So if tonight you're feeling weak in faith, may I believe God for you? Because I believe with my whole heart, every single person in this room, God has amazing, incredible, wonderful things in his heart for you because he loves you. And he has good plans. And so maybe tonight you need to come up for prayer to receive prayer for believing God. Maybe you're struggling with depression and despair. And you need someone to pray for you to give you God's perspective. He wants to change your story. And he wants to write your story. And he wants, most of all, to bless your life. Would you stand to your feet? Father, thank you for your good plans. Remind us. Rewrite our story. Change the narrative and do a fresh work of grace in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. We really hope that this message has motivated you to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus and has inspired you to join us in our mission to take Jesus into every community of Southwest Nova. If you have any questions about the sermon, if you want to know how you can get involved, send us an email at office at coastalchurchns.com. We'd love to get connected with you. Have a great day.